Welcome to A.T. Stewart and Sons Ministries. I'm your host, A.T. Stewart. I'm glad you've chosen to join us today as we look into the Word of God. So take your Bibles and let's hang out in God's Word for a few moments and see what God would say to us today. We've been hearing now for several months about Focus 2006. Uh, 2006 is upon us and I want to share with you today what I believe is God's plan for us to advance His kingdom in our community. Take your Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter 1. Paul is writing to the church at Philippi who is threatened with division. And they are threatened to be led astray from the focus of advancing God's kingdom. And so Paul writes them to admonish them to maintain their focus, to stay unified, to continue to move toward the one aim of advancing the kingdom of God by making disciples of all nations. Now notice, in as we begin in verse 27, notice, as we read this passage, how much emphasis there is on focus and on unity. Chapter 1, verse 27. Only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Now that phrase itself carries the idea of citizenship, acting as a citizen. Philippi was a Roman colony and they were citizens of the Roman Empire as members and as residents of Philippi. And so they would be familiar with this idea of living like a citizen of Rome. And Paul is saying, live like a citizen of the kingdom of God. Our citizenship is in heaven, he tells them in chapter 3 of this letter. And so you and I, and he's telling the church at Philippi, live as kingdom citizens, as citizens of the kingdom of God. Live focused lives. He goes on to say, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving to gather for the faith of the gospel, and in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of destruction for them, but of salvation for you, and that too from God. For to you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in Him, but also to suffer for His sake, experiencing the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here to be in me. In other words, Paul said, you're going to experience opposition as you're seeking to advance the kingdom of God, but don't worry about that, because you're going to succeed. In fact, the opposition is just a sign of your success and of your opposition's destruction. Then he goes on to say in chapter 2, verse 1, Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, and in the Greek this is a first conditional statement, which means really since there is encouragement in Christ. If there is any consolation of love, or other words, since there is a consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, verse 2, make... My joy complete by being of the same mind, again, notice the unity, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, 
intent on one purpose. Now, verse of the month, I have chosen the Holman Christian Standard Bible's translation of verse 2 because it uses the word focusing. And it goes with focus 2006. But Paul tells the church at Philippi that if they are going to succeed in accomplishing what God has called them to do, they must stay unified, focusing on one goal. We at Westside must focus. You cannot overemphasize the importance of focus for success in anything. You know the difference between a spotlight and a laser beam? Focus. That's the difference. The you can take a spotlight and you can shine that spotlight on a piece of steel and at best it will simply warm that steel door. You can take a laser beam with the same amount of electrical energy as that spotlight and you can burn a hole in that steel door. Why? What's the difference? Focus. You see, a laser beam is composed of Photons, particles of light that are all focused in the same direction. They're all marching step by step like a huge army in one direction. And because of that, their power, their energy is increased tremendously. There are no more protons in that laser beam that cuts through that steel than there is in that spotlight that only warms the door. But you see, in the spotlight, all the photons are going in different directions. They're all acting independently, bumping into each other. They're not focused. But take those photons, those particles of light, and focus them, all going in the same direction. They become a laser beam with tremendous energy. Focus is imperative for success in anything. Arnold Palmer, that uh, great golf of old, tells the story of how important focus is. In the 1961 Masters Golf Tournament in Augusta, he was going into the 18th hole one stroke ahead. He made a beautiful tee shot and was very confident about winning the tournament. And as he was approaching his ball after that tee shot, he noticed in the gallery one of his old friends. And his old friend motioned for him to come over. And Arnold went over in his Old friend stuck out his hand and said, Congratulations. And Arnold Palmer said he took his hand and shook it. And as soon as he did, he realized the mistake that he had made. He realized that he had lost his focus. The next shot he hit into the sand trap. The shot after that he hit to the edge of the green. And then he missed his putt. And he lost the Masters. Because he lost his focus. If we as a church are going to accomplish God's direction and will for us in 2006, we must maintain our focus. Now, we can't reach the whole world for the gospel of Christ. I want to. I'd love to. But the truth is, we cannot. It's not possible. But what we can do by the grace of God is, we can focus on our own community. That little dot. I think Westside has unintentionally inverted God's plan for advancing His kingdom. And because of this, we're experiencing some difficulties. I think for the last 20 years, 
we at Westside have been focusing on advancing the kingdom of God all over the world, and we have neglected to advance the kingdom of God in our own community. Now, I still want to see the kingdom of God advanced all over the world, and we still want to be strong for missions. But you see, when Jesus was talking to His disciples right before He went into heaven, He said, And after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be My disciples. And you shall receive power. And you shall be My witnesses both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the othermost parts of the earth. But notice it starts in Jerusalem, where they were. And then it expanded. And what we've done the last 20 years, we've been focusing on expanding the kingdom of God in the uttermost parts of the earth, and we've not been focusing enough on expanding it in Jerusalem. And because of that, our home base has gotten so weak, we can't spread it all over the world like we want to do. We've had to cut back on our mission support because our home base is not strong enough to support what we'd like to do in the uttermost parts of the world. Now, do we want to stop spreading the gospel all, all over the world? No. Don't hear that. I'm not saying that. But do you understand, if we will strengthen the base, if we'll advance the kingdom of God in Jerusalem, then we can expand the gospel to the uttermost parts of the world in a greater way than we're doing now. See, we've gotten the order reversed, and now it's coming catching up with us. And so we've got to turn our focus to our community. Now, why focus on our community? Other than it's God's plan, why focus on it? Our focus has got to be to advance His kingdom in our community. Now, I'm talking about a three-mile radius around this church. That's the red circle. Three-mile radius around this church. I did some research and had our Noonday Baptist Association do a community assessment profile for the area within a three-mile radius of Westside. And what I found out, and what I'm going to share with you, is going to be striking, I believe. First of all, the total population in a three-mile radius of this church is 51,879 people. Of those, there are 17,478 households. And there are 12,022 families. And that's within a three-mile radius of this church. But now I want to show you something that will shock you. According to the North American Mission Board, and they have done extensive research in these areas, that in a three-mile radius of our church, there are 31,127 unchurched people. What's even more striking than that is that there are 36,315 unbelievers within a three-mile radius of this church. 36,000. That means if the terrorists came to Ground Zero, West Side, and they detonated a suitcase nuclear bomb, that 36,000 people tonight would go to an eternity without Christ within a three-mile radius of this church. Three miles of this church. 36,000 people without Christ. On any given Sunday today, there are over 41,000 of these people that aren't even in church. Within three-mile radius. Within walking distance of this church. Isn't that striking? Jesus is spoken of by the elders, 24 elders in the book of Revelation. 
As they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the book and break its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood, men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Now, I've got to believe that of those 36,000 unbelievers, there are some in there that have been purchased by the blood of Jesus for God. And our job is to find those that have been purchased by the blood of Jesus and love them into the kingdom of God. 36,000. And these people are people like us. 57% are white. 25% are black. 14% Hispanic. 2% Asian. So we're reaching people like us. We don't have to learn a different language. We don't have to learn a different culture. They're like us. We are them. Now we've had a vision in our church for some time now. To know Christ and to make Him known. But you know, it's not enough to have a vision. All of us in there have vision. Those of you who are wearing glasses, if you take those glasses off, you still got vision. But you know what you don't have? You don't have focus. And you can get by, but you can't get by real well without focus. And so what we need is not just a vision, but we need a focus. I've been praying and asking the Lord for some time now. Lord, give me a focus. Show me what You want for Westside. How can we advance Your kingdom in this community? How can we penetrate this community with Your, with your gospel love? We've tried a lot of different things through the years. You know that. We've done prayer walks and we've given out the Jesus film door to door and we've done wild game feast and we do vacation Bible school and we do fall festival and we went over to Skyview and did a fair for them and we are, have tried many ways, but at best they've had limited success. I never felt like we really hit the key. Back a few months ago, I attended a faith evangelistic clinic. Uh, at Burn Hickory Baptist Church. And faith is a very strong evangelistic program that's done by Southern Baptists in many churches. And, and the genius of the program is that it weds evangelism with Sunday school. And therefore, they're seeing a much greater assimilation. People who are getting saved in the community are actually getting involved in the church in a much greater percentage than what you see with evangelism explosion and some of the other methods. And as I was going to the through the seminar and the clinic and just saying, Lord, what does this say to us? And we're talking about doing upward basketball, uh, upward soccer, and, and how does this fit? And, and Lord, what, are you trying to say something? Because I really didn't want to go to this thing. I really, it was all day on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I mean, going in late into the nights, And I just don't like sitting that much. But, you know, the Lord just put me there. But while I was there... God revealed to me what I believe is His plan for us to penetrate our community. Our focus to advance His gospel. But you know, it's not enough. This still is not brought down enough for the laser beam just to say, advance His kingdom in our community. You've got to narrow it down a little more. Families in our community unsaved and saved. But you know, even that's not narrowing it down enough. I believe He wants us to focus on 160 young parents and 120 children. I believe God wants us to focus the resources of this church 
to reach 160 parents and 120 children with His love for His kingdom. 36,000, we can't get around that one. But 160 parents and 120 kids, that's a laser beam. And these, there are 15,000 of these folks in our community. Zero to four of 3,883. Five to ten years of age, 4,143. 18 to 29 year old, 6,800. So these people we're trying to reach, they're over close to 15,000 of them in a three mile radius of this church. How are we going to do it, preacher? How are we going to reach them? What's God's plan? Here it is. It's a spiritual war. We're advancing His kingdom in the kingdom of darkness. And there are four fronts that we're going to wage this battle. The first one is prayer. Everything we do has got to be bathed in prayer. The resources of the church are going to be focused just like that magnifying glass. You take the rays of the sun, you can focus it, and you can burn a hole in a piece of paper. We're going to focus prayer. Next, we're going to institute a young parents class to reach these young parents. Number three, our children's ministry. We're going to gear the children's ministry toward reaching these children. And then number four, upward soccer. It's a very crucial part of this focus, 2006. All right, let me go a little more detail. First, prayer. Marshall Thurman is heading up our prayer ministry. And the prayer ministry is going to undergird everything that we do. We know it will not succeed if God doesn't work and God moves in answer to the prayers of His people. And his, He's already assembled a number of people on His prayer team and they have been praying now for months. They're praying for this day, for this presentation, that you will see the vision. They've been praying in about many aspects of this Focus 2006 already. And that's where the spiritual warfare is really going to be waged. It's going to be in prayer. Secondly, a young parents class. Again, we're organizing a young parents class and organizing them to grow. We're going to be doing weekly outreach. We're going to be going out and visiting the homes. We're going to be developing relationships with these 160 young parents that we want to reach for the kingdom of God. And we're going to be showing them God's love. And we're going to be organized that when the class reaches a certain size, we're going to split off and start a new class. We are going to be organized to grow. Next, children's ministry. Brenda Lowe is heading up the children's ministry. We're going to fine-tune the programs. Brenda's got some exciting things planned for the children's Sunday school. She's going to be sharing that next week during Sunday school with the adults. I mean, it's exciting. It's going to be a whole new approach to Sunday school that's geared toward the children of our day. Children who... who who are used to looking at things on TV that only last a little while. You know, children of our day aren't real good about just sitting down at a one table staying there the whole period. But there's a great plan of having them move from station to station and you keep the same theme all month and in a four-year period you cover the basic characteristics and qualities and themes of the Christian faith. Man, it's great. I'm excited about it. Brenda's going to be sharing that with you. We're going to update our facilities. It's crucial that our facilities be updated and at par standard if we're going to attract these young couples and young parents and children from the community. They don't want to put their kids in some place that looks like a trash heap. They don't want to put their kids in somewhere that doesn't look clean and nice and neat and to feel secure. And so we're going to update everything. 
And then the upward soccer. Again, we're going to organize the upward soccer. We're going to have two leagues. Four and five year old league, first and second grade league. Sixteen teams. Eight teams in each league. That's where we get our 120 kids and our 160 parents. You see, that's the key to penetrating our community. They're going to come to us. We've tried to go out to them, but we're going to get them to come to us through this Upward Soccer program. If you're not familiar with Upward Soccer, it is storming this nation. And churches who do it, and do it the way it's supposed to be done, see success. Most always doubles the second season. People want to put their kids in a, in a recreational program that's not too intense. It's not a real intense program. It's non-competitive. Everybody gets to participate. And it is an evangelistic program. During the practices, the coaches stop practice in the middle and share a devotional with their team members. During the games on Saturday, during the halftime and during between games, people give evangelistic testimonies. It is a very evangelistic approach. But this is where we're going to find our 160 parents and our 120 kids. They're going to be coming here to practice during the week. They're going to be coming on our facilities to the games on Saturday. And we're going to be here getting to know them. We're going to be building relationships with them. We're going to be visiting in their homes. They're going to be prayed for by the prayer people on a weekly basis. And this is God's plan. They come to us. We love them into the kingdom of God. We've got to prepare the fields. You see that dust bowl we got up there? <laughs> that won't work, folks. We've got to prepare the fields. The plans are underway. We're going to irrigate it. We're going to grade it and irrigate it. We're going to put an irrigation system up there. We're going to put sod over there. We're going to build a fence around it to protect it. We're going to build concession stands. It's going to cost $30,000. Can you feel your wallet jumping? $30,000 to get the field ready. But you know what? God's already provided the money. Amen. God has already touched somebody's heart to give the $30,000 we need to fix that field up. Now, does that sound like God to you? Amen. God's working. God's plan in God's time will have God's supply. God's working. And then we're going to implement the program. We're going to start in September with our first league. All right, there it is. Focus 2006. Prayer, children's ministry, young parents class, upward soccer. I call it Operation Red. First, recruit. January through March, we're in our recruitment stage right now. I am, my goal is 100% participation by every person in this church in one of these Four areas. Every one of you. You're here today. I'm expecting you to enlist in one of these four areas. We're going to be aggressive about this. We're going to call you up. We're going to come see you if you hadn't already signed up. And we're going to say, where do you want to serve? And we're not going to have any AWOL soldiers in this army. We're all going to be involved from the youngest to the oldest. Either in the prayer ministry or in the young parents class. Or in the children's ministry, or in the upward soccer. But it's going to take all of us, like that laser, we all going to have to be focused and in line, working together. Unified, one mind, one heart, one soul. You remember what Paul says? But what we're going to be doing 
in January through March is that we're going to be presenting to you these four areas. And you're going to be saying, Lord, where do you want me to plug in? Where do you want me to serve? Is it in the children's ministry? Is it in the upward soccer? And we're going to be praying, and we need somebody to step up and say, I feel burdened, I feel led to move with this upward soccer. We've got some people praying about heading that up, but nobody's made a commitment yet. So if God's dealing with you, and you think that this is what He's got for you, we need people to step up in the upward soccer. And we're going to be explaining to you and showing you stuff about that in the weeks ahead. And showing you the key positions that we've got to fill. Brenda's going to be sharing about the children's ministry and, and key positions and things she needs. You're going to have opportunity to sign up. Marshall's going to be sharing about the prayer ministry and what plans and visions he has for that. And you're going to have a chance to sign up for that too. But every one of you, you're sitting here, start praying, Lord, where do you want me to sign up? Because I'm not going to let you get by without it. We all got to work and serve. The day of 20% of the people doing 80% of the work is over. Not going to be. You're either going to get active or you're going to have to get out. And we don't need any dead wood. And I say that lovingly as I know how to say it. But we're an army and God has, has made us like Gideon's army. He went from 30,000 to 300. God has brought our sizes down and we got to be fine-tuned and we got to be active. There's not a person in here. You say, well, I'm just not good health. You can pray. Not a person in here can't pray. So you can be involved in some capacity. There's not a single one of us in here that can't be involved in one of these sports somewhere. Teenagers, we need you in the upward soccer program. You can be involved in the prayer ministry as well. In the children's ministry. There are places for you. And we need every one of us involved reaching the kingdom. That's, that's going to be March, January through March. The next phrase is the equipping phase. April through August. This is where we're going to be spending concentrated time equipping you for these ministries. The prayer ministry, the children's ministry, the uh, upwards soccer. This is the equipping stage. We'll be equipping you. As a church, we'll be doing things as a whole church to be equipped spiritually for this target date. And then in September, we will deploy. This is when the upward soccer league starts. And this is when we will mobilize to advance the kingdom of God in our community by reaching 160 young parents and 120 kids. Now, that's not the end. The end is not reaching those people. But once we reach them, we want to assimilate them and disciple them in the body of Christ through follow-up and fellowship and discipleship. And then we move them into the ministries of the church. And then it goes back up and starts all over again. And as we get more people involved in the church, we can expand the soccer leagues and add more ages. Well, that means we're reaching more people. That means more people are getting saved. More people are getting discipled. And that means we expand it more. And it just keeps multiplying. Once we go through all the soccer ages, we've got upward football, flag football we can do. And we've got cheerleading we can do. And so we can just, think just keep expanding and we can keep advancing the kingdom of God in our community. Again, brings us back. There are folks in this community that have been purchased by the Lord Jesus for God by His blood. Our job is to find those people and love them into His kingdom by showing His love to this community. Again, back in Philippians, 
Paul says, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit. That's a military term. Standing firm, standing together with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Not striving for faith in the gospel, or not striving in the faith of the gospel, but striving for the faith of the gospel, which is advancing the kingdom of God. Again, pulling together, working together. And then he says in 2 verse 2, Make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintain the same love, united in spirit, intent focusing on one purpose. God's call to me is clear. I think we've got to either do or die. There was a man who was visiting in Atlanta several years ago. Chuck Swindoll tells this in one of his sermons. And and the man decided he wanted to go out and get something to eat, so he opened up the yellow pages and put it in restaurants, and he was looking down. And he saw this name of a restaurant called the Church of God Grill. And he said, man, that is a weird name. So he, his curiosity got the best of him, so he called the number, and this cheery voice answered the phone, Church of God Grill. He said, look, he said, that's a strange name. How did you ever get that name? He said, oh, well... He said, you see, a number of years ago, he said, we started off as a mission. And to help pay the expenses of the mission, we started fixing chicken, fried chicken dinners and selling them. Well, everybody liked the chicken so much, you know, we just finally started selling more and kind of cut back on the church programs. Well, eventually, we just opened up the grill and just closed the church altogether. They lost their focus. Now, we even need to step up and fulfill God's plan for this church, or we're going to be West Side Grill someday. West Side Shopping Center. That's what's going to be here. McDonald's is already scheduled to go up right over next lot over. We either step up and follow God's plan and reach this community, or we're just going to close the doors and sell and fall apart. God's placed us here in the midst of 36,000 unbelievers. I think He's called us to reach Him for the Gospel. Will you be a part of it? Will you commit to the focus for 2006? Will you be a part of something that can radically change this community? You know what's planned for this community? You know where Eckerd's is? You know where Hicks Road goes to the right and Ford Road goes to the left? And you know where Concord Road goes across and forms a triangle? Did you know that a developer has already signed a contract with all of those homeowners there? And he is going to come in there and build 117 dwelling units, some townhouses, some regular homes. And we're talking about $300,000 homes. Did you know right across the street over by where Concord is, a little bit back this way, there's going to be a, uh, a retirement village. 50 homes is going to be built. And there are going to be uh, 40 townhouses in, built in addition to that. And we're talking about the first people moving in to this area, and it's going to be called Wilkins Walk. Billy Wilkins got them to do that. Uh, they're going to be moving in in, in mid-2007. Now, who's going to reach these people for the gospel if we don't? Well, I think God's going to raise somebody up to do it if we don't.
He's not dependent on us. But what a privilege we have. What a privilege. He's placed before us to be able to reach these people with His love for the Gospel of Christ. I want to be a part of that. Do you? Let's pray. While every head is bowed, every eye closed, and you are before God right now, nobody else can see you, nobody's looking, but I do not want this to be anything you do because people are looking. But if you're willing to commit to be a part of Focus 2006, you're not committing where yet, you may not know that. But you're saying, yes, I believe this is God's plan for our church for this coming year, and I want to be a part of it. Before God, would you stand right where you are? If this is your commitment, nobody look, just between you and the Lord. But I want you to give a visible sign before the Lord. Lord, you see us. You know our hearts. Only you can enable us by your grace to fulfill this focus you've given us. But I believe You will. I believe You've called us and You have prepared us for this day. You've allowed us to become discouraged in many ways because we needed to get desperate. We needed to come to the place that we realized that we were either going to reach our community or close the doors. And You've given us Your plan. Now I'm going to ask everybody to stand now if you're not already standing. In Jesus' name, Amen. We'll give you an opportunity today to respond as the Holy Spirit has, has dealt with you. You've never come to the place of accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to give you that opportunity today. There's no better day than today to have Christ come into your life, forgive you of your sins, and give you a place in heaven. The Bible says, Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you haven't called on Him in simple trust and faith, believing He accomplished everything necessary for your salvation, would you call on Him today? You'll find in Him everything that you need. Step out in obedience to God as we sing.